Hey guys, Rachel here. So, um, this episode is a replay uh, for our Black History Month series. And so, um, this episode was number 10, I believe. So, yeah, this was like quite some time ago because um, we are currently on episode 81. So, yeah, so we're talking about this was quite... A while back um, and this episode was a spotlight that I did on Nitro Nelly Goins um, and for people that are not aware of who she is um, just hearing the name Nitro should give you an idea she was in NHRA um, and she was a drag racer and so um, yeah, I mean, she has an amazing story, and so, um, if this is your first time listening to it, um, great. If this is a replay for you, you know, that's great, too, but I, I definitely feel like her story, um, isn't told enough, and more people need to know who she is, so without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to Race Wife Unfiltered, hosted by your favorite bougie race wife, Rachel Thornhill. Every week, she shares stories of her life as a race wife and other women in motorsports, giving them a platform so their voices can be heard. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to Race Wife Unfiltered. I am your host, Rachel Thornhill, and today is part two of our mini-series, Black Women in Motorsports. And today I'm going to talk about a woman that I did not know about at all. Um, And she is literally considered the fastest woman on four wheels. So, Today's story is going to be about Nitro Nelly Goins. So, Nelly was the first black woman to drive, to race, I should say, race Nitro funny cars. So, um, so she ran mainly back in the late 60s, early 70s. So her career spanned it from 1969 um, through the early 70s. And she was from Gary, Indiana. So she started at a very young age. She started at the age of 16. And y'all, when I say this, you know, her husband, Otis, was the reason why she got into racing. She was, He was like her biggest supporter. So, I mean, she was young and, you know, she was also a mom to four children, too. So, I mean, this woman was doing doing it all, you know, doing everything. You know, she was a wife. She was a mom. And then now she's also a race car driver. So, um, but that's the crazy thing is that she never like actually had the passion to get into racing at all. Um, that was never her intention. So her husband, Otis, he was, you know, extremely passionate about racing. And so what happened was in the late 19, uh, 1960s, they saved their money up to purchase 
a car for Otis and it was a 1968 Barracuda and he and they called it the conqueror, but due to health reasons, Otis couldn't fulfill, fulfill his pr- passion of actually driving the car. So Nellie offered to drive it. Um, and so that's how she ended up getting started in her racing career. And this is an actual quote from her. So she said, drag racing was not my first passion, but I did it for my husband and my family. This was the family dream. So she did this for her family. You know, she was putting her family first and she knew that this was pretty much she was living out her husband's dream for him. Um, So the first time that she, you know, she drove a nitro friendly car was April on April 11th, 1971 at Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove, Wisconsin, that's when she made history by becoming the first the first black woman to drive a nitro funny car. And then, um, so she competed in many race events um, at US 30 drag strip near, near Gary, Indiana, since that's where they're from. And, you know, she was, she was obviously new to the sport. So she was developing, you know, her skills, but eventually, um, The 68 Barracuda wasn't cutting it, right? They needed something different. So in 1970, so in the early 1970, in 1970, I'm sorry, um, they commissioned a chassis builder by the name of Lee Austin to build them a new car. So this is the car that she ended up running um, at Great Lakes Dragway. Okay, which is what made her make history. So this car was a 70, it had a 71 Mach 1 Mustang body. And, you know, it was fiberglass. And so she ended up running this car at US 30. Um, and it was an injected nitro tram and then it was later converted to a full-blown nitro burner so the car could run in the lower sevens at speeds approaching 215 miles an hour so um this but unfortunately um her ride came to in one weekend later so this was back in august August 29th and 1971 is when she ran it at US 30. Um, and this was, so her ride came to the, to the end at Bristol dragway, um, a few years, it was a few years later. Uh, so what happened was the right front tire got off the track and it damaged both the chassis and the body of the car. And Otis ended up ordering a new Monza shell for the car. But unfortunately, his health began to decline. Um, and so they could no longer really afford to race. So the car was parked and sat in their garage for almost three decades. So, guys, I mean, she literally... I mean, once once her husband's health declined, that was pretty much the end of her career. Um, 
Because obviously, in her mind, her family came first. This was her family's dream, so she did it for her family. But then, of course, once her husband's health started to decline, you know, she had to stop. Um, But, I mean, she ended up winning several championships. She also holds, like, guys, she still holds records to this day. Like, people still haven't beaten her records to this day. So, she holds the record for the fastest quarter mile time for a female driver with a naturally aspirated engine. She also was the first female driver to break the 200 mile per hour barrier and her top speed of 211.7 miles per hour is the fastest recorded by any female driver. So, I mean, she still holds records even to this day. So, I mean, her her legacy is still known. This is not, you know, this is not a woman that just ran, you know, back then and people forgot about her. Um, now, I, I do want to kind of touch on that, though. We say that she hasn't been forgotten, but let's be honest. I've never heard of this woman before. I've watched an HRA, you know, for quite some time, for quite a few years. And I've never heard this woman's name being spoken, period. And and it's sad because you would think that, you know, you would hear her, um, hear her name more often if she carried such a big legacy. Um, and unfortunately, this happens a lot. I mean, we we heard about it, you know, last week with Cheryl, with Cheryl, you know, the Lady Glass being the first, you know, black female that was a sprint car driver. My husband has been around sprint car drivers his whole life. His his dad was a sprint car driver. I mean, my husband has been in in that community, you know, since he was a child. And he said he had never heard of that woman before. And that's the crazy thing about it. Um, And you know, and when I say like my my husband was, you know, when he grew up, his dad raced ASCS. He raced with a lot of the people that are in the world of outlaws. Now, a lot of them have retired, the ones that he used to run with. But yeah, and he hadn't even heard of this woman. That's why I'm saying like, even though they're saying that she was pretty famous for some reason, their names have been neglected. Like they're like, people still don't know who they are. And that's why I chose to do this mini series because I want their names to be heard. And obviously they contributed so much to these sports, like to, to each of them. I mean, lady glass with the sprint cars and the quarter midgets. And then, um, now Nitro Nelly, you know, her with, with the funny cars. I mean, obviously she has records that people still haven't broken that other females have not broken to this day. And there's a reason for that. And, you know, people should know about her. So, um, um, and guys, unfortunately there's not very much information about this woman. Like I did research for multiple days and unfortunately there's not much that is written about her. Um, and I, I, I hate that because, um, unfortunately I, this podcast episode's not going to be very long because of it. Um, with lady glass, there was so much information. I couldn't even, I couldn't even, um, figure out how I was going to keep it under an hour 
with this one, I mean, there's not much to it. And, um, I mean, I was going to try and touch on like her backstory. Like, and obviously she's from Gary, Indiana, but there wasn't anything about her childhood. There wasn't anything about, you know, like, you know, her family, like if, if her family was in into racing and, and all of that, nothing like this woman's backstory is pretty much a long shot. Like there's nothing there except the fact that her and her husband Otis got together. And then that's how her racing career started. That's it. Like I cannot find anything else. Um, so now the only other thing that I did find, and now I, I don't know how accurate this is. So if anybody knows Miss Nelly or they know like her family, um, I would like for this to be confirmed, <laughs> but this is what I found because unfortunately a lot of the research that I found are from other people's websites that were not a part of like the NHRA NHRA did do a write-up on her, but there wasn't very much information there either. So this was actually from someone else's website. So I don't know where they pulled the information from because they did not cite their sources. So this is what I have, but if it's not true, I do apologize, but this is what I found that unfortunately Otis passed away from cancer in 2018, which was a major, you know, hit to the racing community. Um, and obviously Nellie as well. And, but that she is still part of the racing community and does many things to contribute to it in, in, you know, memory of Otis. And that also she wasn't, you know, she wasn't just a racer. Uh, she was a great ambassador for the sport. You know, she was passionate about promoting the sport and encouraging young people to get involved in it. Uh, she was an, an advocate for diversity and inclusion, and her work has helped to create more inclusive and welcoming environments, you know, for all racers. And obviously you have to think about when she started racing. You're talking about in the late sixties, early seventies for black people, period. During that time, it was a different time, right? Um, that it wasn't the norm to see black people in motorsports at all. I mean, even today you have more, but you still don't have a lot, right? Um, you, in, and you see more, you know, getting the recognition that they deserve, but you don't, you still don't see a lot and you definitely don't see black women. Like there's like here, at least in the U S now I have to, um, you know, I'm not familiar with any other countries, um, and this includes like other motorsports like F1, um, you know, anything in other countries I'm not very um, knowledgeable in, so I cannot speak for those. But as for here in the U.S., right, you don't really have a lot of black women in motorsports. You just don't. Um, I would like for that to change um, because I feel that, yeah, there should be, in, you know, more inclusion uh, and more diversity uh, when it comes to 
females in motorsports. I mean, females in motorsports, period, because there's not a lot. There's not a lot of women in motorsports at all. Um, I mean, it's still a very male-dominated sport. Uh, and, and I mean, and it probably will always be. That's not the issue here. Uh, the issue is that even though there are more women coming into um, motorsports, they're still very underrepresented. They don't get the TV time. They don't get the publicity that the male counterparts get, you know? And so that's why I really want to give women in motorsports a platform because they don't really have the platform that they should. Um, they are having to force their, you know, force their voices to be heard. Um, and, if, if they do get the TV time, it, it's barely. They pretty much have to, like, literally kick some dude's ass, right? Or they have to be in a podium position in order to get TV time. And that's not how it should work. Um, because, I mean, their male counterparts don't have to work as hard. I mean, you know, they still have to work hard. Don't get me wrong. But they don't have to work as hard to get the recognition that they deserve. Um, because that's just be real. Um, and I know some people will probably be like, oh, that's just feminist bullshit, but it's not. Females are underrepresented for a reason in a lot of things. And, and it's not just, it's not just the female racers either. Okay. Like I've been on Twitter and y'all the stuff that some of these female like media, some of the females that are in media, for like sportscasters and all that. Oh my gosh. The shit that gets said to these women is unreal. But they would never say that to a male sportscaster. And that's the crazy thing about it. Um, and it, and it's not. And I'm not. I'm not saying that the organizations are fully at. You know. Fully liable for that. Because they're not. These are fans, right? These are fans that are saying shit out of their ass. Um, but at the same time, we have to we have to really think about what these organizations are doing to make sure that people are held accountable for things like that. Um, also, you know, is there, <laughs> let's be real, is there sensitivity training? Is there anything like that? You know, I mean, there's things that, that can be put into place in a lot of these, um, in a lot of these companies, diversity and inclusion training, you know, there's all different kinds of things. Um, because yeah, I mean, we do need to see more representation and obviously, Miss Miss Nelly was one of those women that wanted to show that it could be done. One women can do it too, you know? And I think that the fact that her her records haven't been broken to this day shows you that unfortunately we don't number one, we don't have as many women in motorsports that have probably tried to break the records. But also that she was just badass because for no other woman to break her record to this day. And we're talking about this is back in the 70s. And we I mean, you're talking about it's 2023 and nobody has broken her record yet. Now, 
Now, the thing is, it really just depends on when this was written. Of course, that could change um, because some of these articles were written a few years ago. So now I'm not saying that nobody has broken it since then. And so this could be unconfirmed, right? But as of the time that these were written, no female had broken the record. So now I will probably have to go back and go look to see if, if this has actually changed. But as of what was written, no one had broken her records. So guys, honestly, um, that that's all I have for Nitro Nelly Goins. Like, there's like I mentioned, there's not very much information on her. Um, also, it doesn't say like based on what I've read, um, I'm assuming she's still alive because nothing I couldn't find anything stating that she was deceased. Um, so I'm going to assume that she's alive unless somebody can tell me different. Okay. Now, I do know that um, she had, like, all her children are grown. Um, They even have children. (laughs) Um, um, I ended up actually coming across one of her sons. Um, And I'm not going to mention his name or anything, but, like, when I was doing my research, um, one of her sons, somehow I came across his LinkedIn profile um, because... It because it said in there that he was the son of Miss Nellie. Um, so that was the only reason why I knew um that and he also put how he had children, so obviously she has grandchildren too. Um, but I don't know if she is still alive or not. Um, I'm assuming she is, unless I'm told different. But Um, honestly, she sounded like an amazing woman from the little bit that I, that I know about her right now. And, um, and the things that she did for the racing community, obviously people loved her, um, out there and they loved Otis as well. Um, and I mean, he was her biggest supporter. He was, he would cheer her on all the time. He'd give her advice. He would do, you know, he was really the one pretty much, running the show behind the scenes with her, right? So, I mean, they obviously loved each other very much and they they were they were, you know, a perfect team. Um and I I guess like I really love that about her story because in a way it's reversed with my husband and me. Um and you know, I'm his biggest supporter. I'm out there, you know, every weekend that I, that I can. The only times I've never been to a race is like if I'm extremely ill. Um, other than that, I'm always there. Um, and I'm always supporting him. I'm his biggest cheerleader. And that really showed something because it's like, even though Otis really truly wanted to race because of his health, he, he was going to have to give up on his dream. And his wife literally took the reins and was like, no, even though you can't race, I'm going to race for us. And I think that's amazing because, you know, she, she could have just been like, 
you know what? We could just sell the damn thing. You know, you can't do it anyway. But no, she didn't. She's like, no, I'm going to support you. This is what you truly wanted. But we're just going to live. We're just going to live that dream through me. Right. And and I kind of think that a lot of people that are in the racing community, especially race wives, I think we can relate. Um, We might not be in that car. Right. Or we might we or some of us might have wanted to race, but, you know, never took the opportunity. Um, And and that wasn't me, honestly, guys, I I really don't want to race. That's not something I would be interested in doing. But I knew it was something that my husband loved. Right. And I knew it, he was it was something that lit him up. Right. It's a passion for him. So why would I kill his passion when I know that that's the person that I got with in the first place? Right. Like his passions are what, you know, are a part of him. And I'm not going to change my husband. And I knew that coming into it. And of course, most of us know that. So we we come into this knowing that our husbands are part of the racing community or they might not have been a part of the racing community when we first met them. But then like they ended up getting into it either way. We support them because they're our husbands. Right. Or or partner, you know, if you're not married. Right. Whatever. Um, And then also, like like I said, you know, some can be LGBTQ, you know, so no matter what your, you know, relationship status may be. um, We get with our partners and we know that this is what they love to do and we and we support them through it. And it was the same thing with Nellie and Otis. They made it work. And honestly, it's a, it's a beautiful story. I mean, even though there's not much information about it, it's a beautiful story because also obviously their kids would have been young, but their kids grew up around it too. So, I mean, they did it as a family and that's what we do, you know? And I know a lot of other, um, racing families can relate. Like our kids grow up in it. Our kids end up being exposed to something that most kids don't even get a chance to even be around. And I think it's, it's an amazing thing because, you know, a lot of people don't understand it. A lot of people don't know what it's like unless they've lived it. And she, you know, she and Otis, gave their kids that opportunity. And I mean, and like I said, there wasn't much information about what their kids, what their kids did. Like once they were, once they were older. So who's to say some of them didn't race, right? Because they grew up in it. Like my, like my youngest daughter, that's what she wants to do. She wants to be a race car driver. Like that's all she talks about, you know, because she grew up around racing all her life. I mean, y'all and like that's, Honestly, I'm I've never talked about it, but like my daughter was literally almost born at a racetrack because I literally was starting to like have contractions <laughs> at at a ra- at a race that my husband was racing at because we were um he was racing go-karts at the time. But that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time, which I can talk about it one day if you guys are interested. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, obviously she was around it since she since the womb. So that that's all she really knows. Um, and I'm sure there's other kids that have 
that have a lot of the same type of experiences. So with that being said, Miss Nitro Nelly Goins, I'm going, I mean, she, you know, she did her thing, even though it was short lived, she still got out there. She kicked ass. She took names. And obviously she still has records that still haven't been broken. And, and to, and you never know, they could get broken. They could get broken this year. We don't know. I mean, you know, we have women that, that are doing the unthinkable, you know, in motorsports today. So who knows? But as of right now, she is still one of the top drag racers in, you know, in the world. Um, And so her legacy is still here. And I'm so glad that I was able to share her story with you guys today. So once again, look her up. You know, like I said, um, there was, there's not much information. And hey, if you guys find way more information that I didn't even touch on, let me know. I'm willing to like do like a bonus episode if you guys find more information on her or even if you know who her family is and they're willing to give information because obviously, like I said, there wasn't much written about her. Um, so yeah. Um, so that's it about Miss Nellie Goins. Okay, guys. So I hope you enjoyed that episode about Miss Nellie and, um, definitely, um, feel free to like look up the information on your own. Um, there might be more information about her now. Um, uh, it is 2024 now. And I did that, um, towards the very beginning of 2023. And you know, how the internet is new information can be added literally every second of the day. So, you know, there might be more information out there about her now, but, um, if there isn't, that's fine. I did my best. Um, and I hope that, um, that I told Miss Nellie's story well. Um, so yeah, guys, um, I want to thank you for listening. Um, and if you are a fan of the podcast and really love the content, I would love it for you guys to rate and review, uh, the podcast on whatever platform you listen so more people can find the podcast and be able to, um, you know, be able to listen to more women in motorsports and their stories, because that's all, that's what we're about is getting more women in motorsports to take center stage and share their stories, or I share them for them if they're not able to share their stories. Right. Um, but we want more people to know about them. And, um, and that is the way for people to know is for you guys to share the content and rate and review. So yeah, definitely, uh, do that. And if you are a woman in motorsports that has not come on the podcast yet and would love to definitely reach out to me, you can reach out to me in multiple ways. All of that will be in the show notes. I want as many of you to be able to come on and share your stories. Um, and if you're a shy person, we can always do a blog post. I'm more than willing to do that. 
um, on the website. So if you don't feel like speaking, we can do a blog post about it. You know, we can go back and forth through email or something. But I want your story to be shared no matter whether it is in written form or it is in spoken format. So either way, um, definitely reach out to me if you want to be a part of this movement. So that's it, guys. So until Wednesday, if you're a VIP, or Thursday, if you see this on social media, uh, take care. Go out and manifest your best lives. Okay, bye.